When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to Las Blancas podcast. I am your host Yash Thakur and today we are here to discuss Real Madrid's game in the Copa de la Reina against Villarreal. Now we we have spoken about this about how Barcelona's disqualification from this tournament makes us one of the favorites in this tournament and gives us a real shot at a trophy. under the real madrid banner so that would be pretty big to win the first trophy and that would give that would push the club in the right direction and give us a major boost that is necessary uh, for the club and we were up against villarreal and the game before we get into the game today uh, i'm joined by kanita to discuss this game as always and we are going to break the game down for you we are going to underline the major themes the game ended with a 2-1 win for real madrid it wasn't as straightforward at times but by the end of the game one could say that real madrid were comfortable uh, real madrid should have won that game comfortably and despite a little hiccup in between I think we did pretty well throughout the game. Uh, we'll get into that, but uh, before we do that, how you doing, Kanita? And how did you feel after that win and the qualification for the next round? And what do you make of uh, us having a real shot at at a trophy this season? Wow. Okay. That oh, that was uh, quite a game, to be honest. Like I did not expect for that game to go into extra time i wasn't prepared to watch 120 minutes against Villarreal but you know you know there's that that's i guess but uh i guess this is how this club um makes things more dramatic and like more emotional you know because oh we finally have a a good shot at a trophy you know as a new team it matters a lot to us and everything so um they wanted to make it more interesting you know that that that's what this club does and yeah i mean considering absolutely all factors that were well in this game and around this game um yeah, i i'm really pumped but uh, only after the game like during the first 90 minutes i wasn't so yeah Um let's get into it. As a famous Real Madrid three-pit winning manager would say, 
we have to suffer sometimes which is which has become a common theme and a long standing identity with the club now in in these sort of knockout games so we did suffer fans always suffer in these sort of situation but the end product was the end result was actually a happy ending so all that ends well is well so whatever <laughs> let's get into the game as you said let's begin by looking at the lineup so last time out we we addressed the missing players we had Kathleen who was injured in during the international break we had Rocio who has picked up a mysterious injury that we know nothing about and is out uh, of the squad we have we had Toletti who had rolled uh, her ankle during the international break and we anticipated that she would be out for longer but Toletti was back in the squad for this one which is a big boost because as we've mentioned before uh, before we went into the international break Toletti was in a splendid form she was involved in every single phase she was contributing in every possible way a midfielder could and we really need her in that midfield and in this game as well when she came on when she was introduced how that impacted the game how her individual performance was uh, it was clear that that's a player who is in a rich vein of form and who is incredibly valuable to the squad so toletti was back we still had no news on Rocio or Kathleen's uh, availability so the center back pairing was again Ivana and Claudio Florentino Olga was once again available after missing out the previous game due to uh, an accumulation of yellow cards if i'm not wrong uh, so let's get into the lineup the lineup went Misa in goal Kenty, Claudia, Ivana and Savava as the back four with a double pivot of Tere and Zoranosa and in front and a front four of Olga, Veer, Athenea and Esther pretty standard lineup no real complaints because as we have uh, addressed already the center back pairing we don't have any other choice for that position because both Rocio and Kathleen are out uh, who are the first choice uh, center back pairing in in that case they are both out so ivana and claudia again and we have discussed how that pairing works how their individual defensive uh, nuances come into play when playing as a duo and how that affects the team we had olga back uh, at left wing so we were again going to see that sort of dynamic uh, on the left flank where between Olga and Savava so that was interesting and a double pivot of Tere and Zornosa now this is pretty much I think what would be the Gala 11 if if the center back pairing was there because I think this is what uh, with probably Toletti inserted into the midfield instead of one of the two uh, in the double pivot but yeah apart from that i don't have any uh, real complaints yeah i mean i can argue that maybe lucia should be getting more minutes but we know that uh, she isn't favored uh, and kenty when available uh, is played and plus this was a big game so maybe that factored into it with kenty starting a big game over uh, lucia again but we know that lucia is down the pecking order in that position which 
which is debatable which we can argue against but yeah kenty started at right back but apart from that i don't have any real complaints uh what did you make of the lineup and did you have any any suggestion about what we could have done better or any changes that you would have made to the starting lineup uh neglecting the result and how it all panned out did you like the lineup and or did you think it needed changes um i mean i would say one thing opposite of what you said and it's the only complaint i had was the left flank um because i don't think that this lineup is star lineup as long as um that flank left flank is like that because uh we discussed this already how um olga should be left you know should be left back and have a, a left wing because of their um abilities and what they're better at and everything but for some reason taril has it has never occurred to him to switch them or something so that that was uh, that's always my main worry when i see those two together um i mean i guess it does make sense because uh well it, nothing happened to olga that she was um out the last uh last game she was just suspended due to card accumulation so you know she was good to go but we don't know what happened to fella so sure i mean it um would make uh, would make sense that she doesn't start you know her first game back um that she would get in uh, later and everything like uh, we only had one fit winger and yeah i mean makes sense but again like i i'm always worried about our left flank when i see those two but yeah aside from that it was pretty much ex- expected and i mean after the last game i wasn't even worried about the center backs uh i mean i've seen what they can do i mean i i've seen florentino playing a good game last uh, last week and yeah wasn't worried about that just the left flank so yeah uh i think they kind of proved my point during the game even so yeah okay so getting into the game i think tactically speaking we all have come to a point where we know what we are going to get from this uh, this sort of lineup 4231 we are playing in a sort of free role she is given the freedom to be wherever she wants to be she comes deep she links play she operates from the half spaces on both the sides she makes uh, darting runs into the box to uh, you know crashes the box really well and uh, creates chances as well so we know what we are going to get we have wingers who we have wingers in atenea and olga who are both probably going to provide some width uh, especially atenea who is going to hold hold width on the right hand side then we have uh, in the double pivot we'd probably have one of the midfielders pushing up likely zoranosa in this case so we know what we are going to get from this and it wasn't really a surprise about what happened on the pitch villarreal were set up in a sort of 5-4-1 so there wasn't as much space to like exploit and the way they were not pressing uh, us immediately from from the from the get go from the ball, time where the center backs had the ball it meant that we were we would have to have more number of bodies in between their midfield and 
defensive lines and try to manipulate that and try to disrupt that sort of organization to uh, create any sort of chances but in this game we uh, took on a different approach like we resorted to long balls and runs into the channel by different players so the reason i say that is uh, our first big chance of the game in in the first half comes in 23rd minute uh sorry comes in the uh, comes in the 14th minute actually where we have uh claudia florentino uh picking up the ball she she is in she has space and time uh, on her hand because uh villarreal are not pressing down the center back so they are providing them time they are forcing them to go wide and that's where they try to suffocate and win the ball especially one thing i observed from them was uh the pressing trigger from them a lot of times was sophie savava either playing a pass or receiving the ball and they would just hunt her down and uh, try to close it down and win the ball or uh, put it out for a throw in or something so what we did was with with the center backs having the time and and the space there we resorted to having them exploit that sort of long ball ability that we have so in the previous game as well we discussed both the center backs uh, like ivana we know she is decent on the ball uh, she is good on the ball and uh, claudia as well she is very vertical in possession whenever she gets the opportunity to she is always looking to make those forward passes and here as well in the 14th minute we see that she has time she has space she carries the ball a little forward and then plays a long ball in behind the defensive line and this is where like ester is uh ester now since they have three center backs uh, in their 5-4-1 villarreal ester moves uh, away from the middle center back and makes a run between the uh, right center back and the center uh, central center back in order to receive that ball she does really well to receive it and uh, it's saved by the by the goalkeeper really well that could have been 1-0 to real madrid inside first 15 minutes but this constant of uh, trying to play long balls from different sort of uh, starting position during a build up phase and trying to find that run in behind was a common theme throughout the game i think we saw uh, we saw savava from the left playing a curling ball in behind for the run of of one of the strikers we saw we saw the same thing from uh we saw the same thing from one of the midfielders like tere or zornosa playing the long ball or uh, ivana distributing the ball towards uh, olga on the on the left and that is how we were trying to like create chances a lot because as i said the 541 did not allow for a lot of space and they were trying to cramp us if we went uh, went out wide so it left a few avenues but we were we quickly got comfortable in using long balls as as the solution i particularly do not agree with that a lot because yes in the 14th minute it worked we had a we had a chance we had a big chance probably and but the thing is uh, long balls are not always like very efficient because you need a execution and you need a run to match as well so there are a lot of factors in pulling off that sort of uh, technique or you need somebody who can like 
bring the ball down who can serve as that sort of outlet now while esther can do that she isn't really uh, an out to out outlet uh, in terms of that but yeah that seemed to be our approach for for large parts uh, what did you make of uh, the long ball approach did you think it was successful in this game uh, are you particularly in favor of us doing this despite us having some really good midfielders in possession uh, or do you think it's a it's a waste of uh, the potential that this team has so yeah the, that long ball you mentioned in 14th minute that was one of the rare very very rare successful ones that you know um the player in front would actually manage to control it easily and uh, actually create that danger you know and later after this one chance uh, uh, the long balls kept coming and they usually kept coming to Esther <laughs> uh, I don't think there were many when she was out but um, I, I don't know I mean every time there's a game uh, like this like game like this meaning a game where we just try a lot of uh, random long balls and random crosses it's just too annoying for, for me because the whole game would just be a series of um, you know, similar attempts, basically, and this is what happened. I mean, um, some games we usually um, uh, like repeat two or three same patterns, which um, if, if one of these patterns uh, is the long balls, then the other patterns are annoying as well. Like... Uh, another uh, another one was um, so in the second minute we could have seen Atenea doing her dribble and she actually did it uh, very well. She went from the sidelines and she went uh, all the way through the goal line and uh, wanted to pass back. I think um, I think Esther was there in the middle of the box, but you know she was blocked. Uh, typical Atenea thing to do, but she went very far with that. She was just blocked in the last minute and then after that Olga saw that from her so then we had that pattern repeating from both sides you know from both of our wingers so that was uh, another annoying thing that I'm <laughs> um, talking about here but um, I I don't know I, I don't see these long balls uh, really doing, doing us a favor <laughs> I don't know. We just kept doing them. It, it yeah, like one once the first time it looks hopeful, you know, like it could be something. Uh, but then you know it was a good save as you mentioned. So, um, but after that they just kept coming. It's like oh, it it was a lucky save or something. I don't know what they thought. I don't know what Peril thought. So, uh, but every time this happens in the game, uh, I just know that it's gonna be an annoying game it's a long game and it was a long game so i mean i think they kind of sentenced us to a 120 minute game by just doing that all over again and i also mentioned like with the long balls come crosses as well obviously and many 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 random crosses came from Olga, like many random crosses but the first cross the first good cross i remember in the game was actually by Esther in the 32nd minute and it almost reached Weir but it was uh, barely blocked so that was the best 
attempted across we had. And there was also one more that I remember in the second half. That's, that's it for the entire 90 minutes that I remember of the good crosses. So, yeah, annoying, like I said. I think part of the reason it's annoying is also because long balls, if they are unsuccessful, immediately result in a changeover in possession. And that means a lack of control. And it, the game doesn't just the game just doesn't look tidy, uh, I would say. But yeah. So that was a common theme and it just kept happening in in different sort of uh, with different sort of point of uh, initiation for these long balls. We had center backs doing them. We had one of the midfielders drifting wide doing them. We had full backs doing them. So yeah, it was there. It, it was a common theme, but I don't know. It, was, it doesn't seem like a sound strategy to me when you have players like Tere, you have players like Zornosa, you have players like Weir, you have Toletti, you have Maite on the bench you have all these players who are excellent excellent ball players and we'll talk about how the when the subs happened late on in in the added extra time how things started to flow much much better uh, and we had a much uh, better control towards the end of the game but uh, getting moving forwards in the game I think another major point of discussion was our corner routine in this game I think it was a major source of threat creation for us because uh, if if I get ahead of myself and point it out, the first goal came uh, from a corner situation. It stemmed from it, although it wasn't a directly a goal from a corner, but uh, it came from the second phase of, of a corner and we had some pretty interesting corner deliveries. We had some pretty interesting corner routines as well in this game, which... Uh, which is important moving forwards because having a sort of set piece weapon in your uh, repertoire in these sort of knockout games is very important because if you are unable to break an opposition from open play you can always uh, hurt them using set pieces or using corners just dead ball situations can give you an advantage in these sort of competitions and it's important so the our first like real uh, good chance from a corner came in the 23rd minute when uh, Zornosa took the corner from from the right hand side uh, of our attack so she took the corner the first time she took the corner it was cleared uh, because it was directly going in and the, uh, one of the players headed it out for another corner the second time around it was an interesting delivery because uh, it was taken short and we have discussed this and we have mentioned this on the pod as well that we have a habit of playing the corner short and short corners are uh, how do you say it like short corners are very difficult to judge because at some point you think uh, on one hand you think that it allows you to have greater control on how the next play plays out because you can control possession and you can create uh, chances from it because if if you take a direct corner and uh, you don't win the first header the other team is set up in a very good position to like then uh, try and hurt you on the break unless you have some sort of really good rest defense structure which we don't that uh, short corner takes that away because it gives you immediate control about how you want to proceed with that possession 
but it's also an ineffective way because what if you are not able to get a good cross in uh that chance just goes to waste so yeah it's it's the success rate on on short corners is is something that is up for uh, debate but teams uh, are adapting this uh in women's football in in a, in a greater like tactical scheme around 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 the world at the moment so that was there so we took a short corner there now what this did was uh, since we took a short corner the we didn't immediately put put a cross in and since the pass was played a little back the entire defensive uh, structure of villarreal had to uh, like stepped up a little bit and having a different sort of point of crossing into into the box with the defensive line of the opposition team moving forwards you can target areas at the back post really well with this and that is what we did uh, with the corner in the 23rd minute we targeted the area at the far post uh, at at the back post and the reason this works is because once the defensive line starts to move forwards and you are putting the ball in behind them the defenders will have to readjust and move back and try to take the header even if they win the first header it it's likely not going to have a uh, have very good contact or very good power in in those headers so you can potentially get a good second ball chance inside the box and it's obviously difficult to play a clearing header while having to move backwards and that puts the defense uh, under under threat and you can have players like ester if you have players uh, who are very aware in the box who can target that sort of back post area you can get a free chance as well and that is what uh, happened here but nothing uh, resulted in it it didn't result in a direct goal or something but this was this is going to be very important moving forwards when we discuss uh, some other big chances and the reason i i say it is in the 33rd minute just before we score a goal there is uh, another corner there we have another shot corner taken we have another same thing from same thing the cross comes in from a different point uh, a dif- different release point difficult to defend for the defense that is moving out and trying to like close down the distance between the ball and the uh, and the opposition they are trying to close that down not provide us time and that leaves space uh, that leaves space on the far post for your striker to attack the attack the delivery and that is what happened here again nothing came off of it it goes out for a corner again and from that corner we score because uh, in the 34th minute we open the scoring via ester but it it comes from a corner situation again this time it's taken directly it's cleared it falls for uh, it falls for tere uh, just outside the edge of the box she takes a great shot it hits the post ester is always there aware we have spoken about her awareness inside the box in these sort of situation ready to pounce on any sort of second ball or loose balls and she does that and real madrid are leading in the 34th minute thanks to ester thanks to our ability from the corner to constantly threaten and thanks to uh, teres shot 
one thing of note there is when Tere takes the shot, you should see how Esther quickly turns towards the goal as soon as the shot goes by her. Uh, that is something that these are like these tiny, tiny things that allow her to get those sort of tap in situations that we talk about on those second on those loose balls in the box because these sort of situations underline or highlight her awareness in in these situations and it is very important you have to gain any any sort of micro advantage you can or set yourself up in a better way to be able to capitalize on on a potential you know parry a poor parry from the keeper or a bad save or a bad touch from anyone and Esther does that really well so thanks to her we we lead in 34th minute and the whole sort of threat uh, for that goal is generated from a corner situation again so corners were pretty big in this game and I've been speaking for a while Uh, I'll hand it over to you Kanita and what what did you make of our corner strategy in this game and what did you make of the first goal from Esther there uh, so the thing is that last time we played Villarreal, uh, we also played them away. And, you know, it was a league game and all. But last time we played Villarreal, we scored two goals uh, out of four that we scored. We scored them from the short corners. But it wasn't the same exact thing that they did yesterday. They, it's uh, like... Last time, it was, like, uh, Weir and Atenea uh, at the corner, like, at the corner flag, and it was very, very short. <laughs> so, basically, it's just one um, getting the ball to the other and letting her cross, basically. that That's the uh, tactic. But uh, in this game, it was more like um, pass it a bit back and, um, like, to place the ball for it to you know the the cross would come easily more easily because you know you don't have to curve it as much and so you know that that was you know basically what we did last time was a much shorter board corner you know and it was a repeating pattern like we uh, we talked about it and i know uh, that because i remember strictly uh, our first goal that we scored at game was rocio uh rocio's header but that um she had two more attempts before that like the exact same corner strategy everything two two same attempts uh with rocio and then she finally scored a third one so, I mean, it was kind of given that we would uh, score in this repeating pattern because it was uh, obvious that they were going for this uh, tactic, you know, on, on the corner. And honestly, I'm I'm glad to see uh, this short corner tactic coming back because uh, I see with Torel sometimes he tries some things and then they work and then he just stops uh reinforcing them for some reason like this short corner strategy that i mentioned what happened last time uh i don't think that we ever saw it again after that game i think that that was one game and one game before that one that we saw that exact tactic and then we never saw it again i don't remember it being a repeating pattern in any other game 
And then I'm really happy that at least in this game, uh, we got to see it in some form. You know, like I said, it's not the same exact thing, but, uh, you know, uh, they're trying and they uh, actually managed to, you know, uh, get that ball inside. And, uh, you know, it was, it ended up as a rebound goal, but, you know, it came, it started from a corner from this exact tactic. So, I mean, a goal is a goal uh, from short corner, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, it's just that when you have a star there, uh, and if there is a chance of a rebound, I mean, she will, she will put it in. It's just normal. <laughs> um, but yeah, also that strike by Tere that she did was pretty neat. Uh, <laughs> it just, I kind of feel sorry there for the goalkeeper because it bounce off the post and then off of the goalkeeper and uh, the goalkeeper just didn't even have time to comprehend where the ball was uh just uh, as that immediately put it inside and uh, yeah um but yeah i mean i am really glad to see that uh tactic kind of sort of coming back i hope to see it again another game at least in some form uh because um I used to say like, okay, short corners is a no-no for me if, because I don't know, they just didn't work. You know, I mentioned this last VRL game where they worked and from then on, I've been pro short corners, but then I've never seen them since. And then now again, so yeah, happy. And um, yeah, and we have some tough games this March. So I hope that uh, I see them more in the very like, harder games like you know like not these ones where we do long passes all the time so yeah yeah glad you mentioned it because i vividly remember you being very anti short corners so yeah it was it was uh, it did work and there were some pretty neat moments late on in the game as well from short corners and we'll discuss that as we move forwards so that was it for the first half uh in the second half we see we see a similar sort of thing happening again we see those long balls and now the way we the way we had lined up the way we were set up with savava at left back olga at, at as the left winger there was an uh, element of uh like i don't know it was probably like tactical bit that was happening there the way we were playing during build up we would have uh, Savava push really high up and Olga would as a result move slightly inwards and then we would have one of the midfielders dropping on the outside of the center backs to help facilitate our build up uh, from the back and that really helped when when we made the subs and there were some changes that really helped us uh, and it made us better in, in ways it facilitated more it gave us more sort of uh, options to to you know find our way up the pitch into the final third and that was that was really nice to see uh, so in the 67th minute we make first changes of the game we have Sandy Toletti and Linda Caicedo coming on for Zornosa and Olga. And the reason I mentioned this uh, whole Savava pushing up 
uh, very high uh, during the build-up phase and Olga coming inside a little bit to facilitate that. Now, this entire thing started working a lot better with Toiletti and uh, Linda Caicedo in the, in the lineup because as we... Uh, as we briefly touched upon Linda's strength and where she likes to play, how she likes to play, we mentioned that Caicedo likes to start on the on the left flank and likes to operate from those half-space areas. So she likes to come inside, uh, like that is her natural tendency. Whereas for Olga, it, it, it varies. She likes to carry the ball. She's more of a ball carrier, direct ball carrier in behind and that doesn't really complement Sabava and Olga together those traits don't really mix well and that is why we have often had an argument about the synergy between those two on the left flank and why it's not the best but here now the things changed because Linda having a proclivity to operate from those half spaces easily facilitates and vacates the space for Sabava to run onto and uh, provide that sort of bombing run on the overlap. Toiletti being Toiletti is everywhere. She drops deep to facilitate that sort of upward uh, forward movement from Savava during build-up. And things just started clicking uh, after this sub. We had Kaisedo immediately doing her thing. Immediately coming inside and we had now, now we had two sort of free tens. Uh, in the lineup with Weir doing her thing from the right half space Linda Caicedo free flowing uh, just floating across the width of the pitch and operating from wherever the ball is providing support showcasing her quick feet and we looked a little bit better in, in possession now there, there would be another significant up upgrade uh, in the added extra time when we make more changes but after the introduction of Linda and Toiletti, I think we were looking much better. Then we then we make another change. In the 74th minute, we take off Esther, who had a decent game, I would say. Like she was the thing with Esther and Weir playing together is they have that sort of synergy. They understand each other pretty well as a part of a front two. So when whenever like Esther is dropping off, Weir makes sure to be that central presence and make the run in behind in that space. When Weir is dropping off, Esther is always there to like provide support and uh, make the right run. Could have ha had one goal, could have had another goal from that long ball, from uh, chances from those short corners that were played at the far post. So. I think Esther had a good game as always. Like we always get a baseline sort of performance from her, irrespective of of the result or the uh, or the scoreline, and which is really nice because she offers a lot on the ball. She offers a lot off the ball with the pressing as well. Now with Feller on, we had a different sort of uh, striker uh, at our hands. We had somebody who works extremely hard of the ball who is really quick who has that sort of understanding and understanding of the timing of the runs in behind we had a different sort of number nine who can now stretch the back line and hence provide us opportunities to 
get the ball into the box and involve other players who uh, now we had Toletti as well on the pitch so we had one another player who can make those sort of darting runs into the box so we had options now on the pitch to try and disrupt and uh, actually disrupt the opposition's uh, defensive organization the, that compact 5-4-1 block that we have been talking about so that was really nice to see but what happens in the 77th minute we concede and it's not like Villarreal were creating a lot of chances it's not like they were constantly threatening us or creating a lot of opportunities and we were surviving on uh, on close line it, it there was nothing like that but in the 77th minute their number 15 their left wing back Francisca Lara Lara and this is not the Chilean uh, this is the Chilean she's also Chilean but she's not there's a different Francisca Lara as well that is what I want to say <laughs> Uh, she gets the ball in Ivana tries to clear the ball and unfortunately her touch takes the ball into our own net and that goes as an that was a pretty bad own goal to concede uh, just you know when you are 15 minutes away from winning the game and sealing the deal in, in 90 minutes does not happen and there was a lot of like uh, when I woke up in the morning and I checked Twitter there was a lot of uh, commotion around that uh, own goal I think yeah it's obviously it it stinks that uh, the way we conceded a goal is was via uh, via an own goal obviously doesn't feel good but I think overall using that one incident to sort of cloud what how Ivana actually played in that game it seems a pretty seems pretty harsh to me Ivana for me had a good game she stepped up at the right moment she whenever because the way Villarreal were playing they weren't like building out the back really sli- uh, with slick passing or anything they were going long they would even if they don't win the first ball they were trying to win the second ball and then they would have uh, somebody from the far side make a run in behind and play the long ball in behind to uh, try to hurt us. Ivana was always sticking close to the outlet, not allowing them to turn. She was stepping up really well. Her passing was decent. There were a couple of misplaced passes here and there, but overall it wasn't a bad performance, I would say, ignoring that sort of own goal situation. And I think... Yes, the own goal is obviously bad, but it's not like a horrendous mistake where there's a communication error or something like that. She tries to clear the ball and with the ball coming in that way and whenever a defender tries to attempt that sort of uh, that sort of clearance, it always has the risk of hitting the wrong spot on the leg and going into the back of the net. And that is what happened here. It's really unfortunate obviously not uh, trying to justify that it's the, it, it was right or it's all right but there needs to be some nuance around that discussion it wasn't uh, a horrendous mistake or anything it, 
these things happen and it happened here so yeah i think ivana overall had a good game for me but yeah what what did you make of that mistake by ivana what did you make of the subs that we made uh, especially the toletti and linda caicedo double change in the in the 67th minute that we made and what did you make of the uh, overall like performance and the noise around ivana's performance in this game yeah well let's first start from the subs uh, like you know <laughs> let's go with the flow um so the first sub i mean um i already mentioned that olga kept doing some random stuff uh and that i was begging for her and sveva to switch um because well yeah <laughs> i just feel like sveva does more concrete stuff in attack but yeah uh, anyway, ultimately, uh, Olga was subbed out uh, in 67th minute. And yeah, I mean, it was for Linda, right? So uh, I am I was very happy to see Linda getting 23 minutes. I mean, she, she got 30 more minutes, but, you know, we didn't know it at the time. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I'm happy that we, uh, she got that many when we were like 1-0 up and the game wasn't really going that smoothly because we had a lot of problems um bursting into their box and everything uh so you know it was her moment to shine to show herself and i'm um you know that was her debut in copa de la reina and her second ever match for real madrid so yeah uh 23 minutes very good uh but for I'm happy. Uh, I was happy to see Toletti back, of course, but I just didn't see the need for Sornosa substitution, to be honest. I didn't. I mean, I can't really talk much about her performance because I haven't really noticed her. I can't say if she's bad or good, but uh, Toletti being subbed on surely made the difference, which I can't really describe. You will describe it much better how she did, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know the vibe was better, you know. That, that's that's what I know. <laughs> but yeah, and this this also meant like Sveva being more, um, it, especially with Fela on later on with the second sub uh, instead of um, Esther, like Sveva being more uh, having this. A more of an attacking role uh like more of a free role to go uh obviously she was still left back but you know she was more free to move around to go into a in attack because um linda like was everywhere you know which which is really good uh but yeah she was everywhere and that really made uh let svava do her thing as well uh i mean yeah, I saw Fela coming on and I anticipated that it would be Esther. Um, I wasn't complaining about her performance at all. She helped a lot and uh, like you already described it, so I won't even, um, I won't be repeating it. But yeah, I mean, this sub was made and unfortunately, four minutes after it, we conceded that own goal, uh, which is really... I don't know. People exaggerate a lot. Uh, whenever an own goal happens, 
I think it's I I don't know it, it's hard, it's very easy especially when it's a center back uh, to just blame it all on her because it was really hard one to save I mean she had she had a player right behind her uh, like making this uh, sliding tackle sort of entrance you know so yeah I don't know. She she was under a lot of pressure, and she she was at this kind of angle that was really hard to push the ball to the side and everything. It it just very unfortunate. It was a good cross by their number fifteen. Um, and I mean, what else can I say? But I just I just feel like um, I just didn't feel like watching another thirty minutes. That's that's what I thought at the time um the thing is not even like uh, until the 90th minute until the uh you know full-time whistle i didn't really see vrl doing anything concrete i just saw them pressing and uh, you know trying to push us uh, but we still created a couple of chances later on um, and it just got a bit feisty after this because you know, um, but well, we, with Barcelona out, I think every club right now wants it as badly as we do, you know, and it just gets really feisty when there's still a chance, you know, to make these things right. So, yeah, there were a lot of shirt pulling and stuff like a lot of fouls uh, some fouls that in my opinion should have been yellows as well but eh, who cares at this point <laughs> um but yeah just an unfortunate own goal and unfortunate that we gave them this goal because like i said i didn't i can't really name a concrete action they did around this time like even after it or in the second half in total like i can't remember one chance that they did um but yeah they did cause this problem like i said in, when we were attacking so yeah uh 12 minutes before the end and it wasn't looking like we would score again and unfortunately i was uh, right but i mean it would be very fortunate that i was right later on but you know uh, let's get into it later. Yeah, and uh, obviously the game was pretty late for me, so it was a one thirty a.m. kickoff, <laughs> and we almost like survived it in the in in normal time. We are almost scored from a cutback uh, towards the end of the game, and we had another chance on corner uh, in the ninetieth minute, eighty nine ninetieth minute. Nothing came off, and we were off into 30 extra minutes, and we had options on the bench. We had options who could change the game. We had Maite and Naikari, and that is what exactly happened. We brought on Maite and Naikari to replace Tere and Atenea, and now things were uh, very different because our entire front four, except for Veer, had changed. We had Maite in the lineup now as well. We had different sort of wide players now. We had Feller and Linda Caicedo 
on either flanks both very different from Olga and Atenea uh, from the two wingers that we started the game with so we knew that there would be a change in dynamic Maite replaced Tere as the deepest midfielder we know how Maite interprets that role we know how Maite likes to constantly link play constantly be uh, you know in the right place receiving then quickly spreading it out quickly moving into space to receive the ball back again so she's always passing and moving passing and moving and that is what we saw from her as soon as she came on alongside Toletti alongside Caroline Weir and Linda Caicedo who is also a ball heavy player we started to see a lot more fluidity we started to see a lot more conviction in our possession we started to control the game much better we started to create better opportunities after they uh, came on and this leads us on to a couple of points that are worth mentioning let's start with something positive we saw this in the last game as well uh, Linda Caicedo and Naikari were on the pitch again at the same time and we saw this in the previous game when Linda came on when uh, that these two are starting to develop some sort of synergy already uh, we saw that in this game too we saw some very good combination play between the two in the previous game as well Naikari almost assisted Linda uh, for her first goal and we saw a couple of times where they again linked very well so we are already starting to see this sort of uh, synergy between these two and which would be massive for us because even if they are not uh, starting on the regular having these two players to be on the bench to come off the bench offer something completely different from what Esther and somebody like uh, Olga would, would offer is really immense for Real Madrid moving forward because it gives us different ways to break down the team and hurt them when the legs are gone and everything towards the end of 15, like 15-20 minutes. We can hurt teams now. We have those sort of options now. And that was that is something that, that I'm really intrigued to see how it develops because two games on with very limited very small sample size for the two I, I'm pretty happy with what I'm seeing on the pitch and that's the sign of two very good players you know quickly getting on each other's uh, understanding each other's wavelength and uh, operating on the same so that's that's really nice to see and before we move on to something that particularly left a bad taste in my mouth I would first like to get your opinion on what what do you make of this developing synergy between Linda Caicedo and Naikari we know you loved uh, one of them so how how are you feeling about this sort of uh, connection or link developing between them we know we know you like one of them <laughs> what what does that mean <laughs> i mean come on um but yeah, uh, it, it it 
really happy to see this because in the first six minutes um, with Naikari on pitch, we've seen uh, her and Linda connecting so beautifully on the left side and um, like twice in the first six minutes and creating these chances, which didn't end in goals, obviously, but uh, it was just a two beautiful starts of the chance. And we've seen one of them last time, as you said, like in the first minute of them playing together. So, I mean, I don't know what to say. I'm happy to see this. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm already impressed by how Linda plays and everything. So I'm really see. I'm really happy to see these two working out. Uh, but yeah, the with these two subs that came on. Um, so basically, at this point, we had a, um, a totally renewed um, attack, right? Like we, uh, like in sixty seventh minute, we had the first sub, and since then, um, like from like twenty three minutes ago, we had a completely new. Um, Attack like Atenea is out, Olga is out, Esther is out, and you know now we have Linda, we have Fela, two very energetic, very uh, fast players, and now with Naikari um, on, fresh like you know number nine, and we have uh, Maite who is very known for her um, moving the ball fast and you know just. Uh, creating these actions out of nowhere and seeing uh, the passes like so easily, and you know, alongside with Weir, because you know we we played whole 120 minutes, but Weir is Weir, and I think she got used to it. So, so all all of them side with Weir, and it was it was a very energetic 30 minutes, you know. Uh, the entire time, uh, the extra time, just they brought this new atmosphere, uh, which I loved, honestly. And uh, while I'm still talking about the very beginning of the extra time, uh, I just uh, want to say, because uh, you you mentioned, uh, well, we have mentioned centre-backs and Claudia Florentino, and um, she had a great game. She had a great 90 minutes. She had uh so the next minutes as well but she didn't do much more um so yeah before that she uh, she played 90 minutes and she was great and it's her birthday today so happy birthday to claudia florentino and also it's a double birthday with uh naikari has a birthday too so uh, i'm really happy that those two played a great game uh you know they basically 30 minutes before their birthday. So happy birthday to both of them. And I'm happy the team won and I'm happy that they played well. And I'm happy that everyone is happy for them. So yeah, it is all happiness around here. Uh, so yeah, that's what I have to say. And yeah, Linda Naikari, I, re I really, really hope that Toril sees this. Like, you know, we talked about this when we talked about the minutes that one of them is getting. So I really hope that he sees this and that he um, notices it. Yeah, we have a double birthday in Real Madrid. So, yeah, happy birthday to Naikari and Claudia Florentino. If you guys are listening to it, Feliz cumpleaños <laughs> to, to the both of you. 
and yeah so these are all like happy things but one thing that was deeply bothering me while watching the game and then rewatching it again was the fact that the commentator constantly kept mistake mistaking identity between uh, Linda and Feller and I don't know how that happens it happens once if the camera angle is all panned out wide or something I can get it but on all the instances that it happened I don't think anybody watching the game could take one for the other there because number one the jersey numbers are completely different number two their body structures are completely different so I don't know when it's your job to be taking out uh, you know having the right pronunciation for the player names calling the player rights stating facts about them and you know in general commentating on a game I think this is a very basic requirement that you identify the players correctly at least and this it's also shocking to me how this only happens with black players I it was very disturbing to listen on the, on the during the match and after it as well so I don't know it just it just reeks of uh, a subconscious sort of racism where you're trying actively to hide it but it surfaces somehow because that is what it is I don't know if it's a cultural thing or whatever I don't yeah Spain has a big problem with racism and everything it's deep rooted in in, uh, in their culture and sometimes that makes it difficult for them to uh, distinguish or you know distinguish between between things and what is wrong and what is right at times because that's the culture around them but I think being a commentator commentating uh, commentating on global games uh, like these uh, I think you should be doing better when when you are being heard by millions of people uh, on the regular and if it happened once okay you can let it slide yeah it happened once maybe the camera angle wasn't right maybe you didn't have the right view that's fine but it kept happening over and over again and at that point you have to question what was going on in the head of that man um, and yeah it's it just a very very bad look it leaves a really sour taste in, in, in the mouth and it, the fact that it only happens with two black players and for the rest of the players you never confuse their identity even if they have like similar builds uh, built uh, it's it's it, it's really bad i mean i was pretty frustrated i don't know if you have anything to add on that or if you want to share your thoughts you can uh, yeah uh yeah you said it uh, already and while i was watching it it was it really bothered me when i rewatched it i just muted it so i don't uh, focus on that again uh but yeah i had the same thought while i was watching it just disappointing uh it's the best word to describe it is disappointing and um Actually, we'll get to it a little bit later, but I love that the celebration of the winner uh, was followed by a dance, which is all uh, already very uh, iconic with this whole 
uh, you know, fight against racism in the in Spain and the Spanish media around the footballers and yeah. Yeah. So you have already uh, foreshadowed the winner and the celebration. So let's let's try to move towards the the winner that came in the hundred minute. But before that, in the ninety ninth minute. we had a sort of uh, scare from villarreal where they had a uh, a very good chance where ivana ivana was sticking close to one of the outlets that villarreal have and like we have mentioned before that villarreal were trying to like not they were not playing sort of slick passing moves or whatever they were trying to go direct they were trying to either win the first contact if not win the second one and then have the uh, far far side runners make the run in behind and play them with a the ball over the top that is what they were trying to do and here when when the outlet was about to receive the ball ivana being ivana and her style of defending she's she likes to stick close with the with the attacker so she was sticking close and we didn't win the first contact the second ball fell for villarreal the far sided player made a really good run in the channel between uh, kenty and uh, claudia florentino florentino did not have any clue about the run in the channel and that could have proved dangerous had uh, kenty not been uh, attentive to it so yeah that happened just a minute later we see a really good uh, team goal we had Veer received the ball from Claudia Florentino. Claudia again, very vertical in her passing. Receive uh, Veer receives the ball, holds off multiple challenges, displaying her press resistance. Plays a uh, a ball laterally for Maite, who is pushing up. Maite receives, plays a darting incisive ball in behind for Savava, who is bombing forwards. Savava may, receives the ball, plays a great cut back. Linda who is making the run into the box meets it and it's a near post finish from from her really good goal there uh, if you notice like Naikari as well Naikari is quickly moving towards the near post yeah she made the run with the intention of getting on the ball but when she saw the ball was going behind her she dragged the defender uh, along with her and that left space for Linda Caicedo to attack attack in and here the awareness that kaisero has displayed multiple times during this game you know we discussed this while analyzing her in the previous part as well she is very aware spatially she knows what sort of runs to make and that for an 18 year old to have that is what makes her such a world class potential talent we have a gold on our hand we have we have diamond on our hand like I, i'm not even kidding when i say this guys we have to cherish every single thing she does here because we don't know what the future holds there will there are were teams that were in for her there will be teams that will be in for her in a few years time as well at 18 she is holding off challenges she is making the right run she has the explosiveness she has the dribbling ability 
she understands spaces really well she understands positioning really well this is a world class potential talent and she's already making a difference for us she could have scored in the first game as well she has finally opened her account in just her second game and not just any goal a goal that puts us into the next round in a competition that we have a realistic chance of winning so she has that clutch gene that uh, that we also mentioned in the previous part like she has that big game gene she has that leadership quality within her and at just 18 it's also showing with the senior team so couldn't be more happier for her she is just an amazing amazing player so yeah any other comments you have on the goal the celebration you have already mentioned you can take us off uh, from there so yeah there was uh, there was actually uh, like you mentioned very brilliant team goals <laughs> um but w- just quickly before you b- before i just uh, come back to this uh, you mentioned that one chance a minute late a minute earlier and there was uh, another chance by us uh, like i think the same minute uh, and it was a weird chance uh, i think it came from a uh throw in and uh, like fella was fouled but it wasn't called a foul but we are got it and then from uh she shot instead of i don't know she shot from the side and uh, it went over um naikari was open in front of the goal so she kind of just <laughs> complained that she didn't get the ball um it, you know since the ball went over that's why she was pissed but Yeah, I mean a minute later then uh we got this goal. I mean in the first 10 minutes of this extra time we've seen a brilliant display of well everything like I I I mentioned that energy was so good in the uh extra time like we had a brand new attack at this point and the brand new energy and they brought it to the game. and i mean 10 minutes in uh there's this beautiful team goal and that ended up with uh, linda's finish uh which is very poetic in my opinion and yeah i mean uh with also the dance i mean she's a very known v- uh, vinny fan uh so she did this dance uh, to celebrate her first goal for real madrid which she's also the winner that uh, gets us to the semifinals of Copa del Reyna and uh, it just poetic honestly uh, poetic i'm happy for linda i mean everyone there was happy for her uh you can see it in the replay uh firstly as as you see the ball going in and nikari makes a turn and just uh jumps from happiness and then everyone goes around linda uh she make she does her little dance and sveva is right there you know waiting for her to finish her dance and then she hugs her it's just so cute and everyone comes to uh hug her and you know um everyone is happy for you know the win and for linda uh, um but you know in the remaining what five minutes of that first part of the extra time we were like a bit more relaxed because in this first 10 minutes you could see that uh we were moving the ball really fast like you know uh, from the side to side to see where 
uh, where it's open to move forward and and it's really good that we had this combination of players that play like like all of them just Fela, Linda, Naikari, uh, Maite, Weir, they all move the ball very fast uh, and it's just very good to t- see that dynamic but the last five minutes of that first part were you know a bit chill because you know we just scored we just we have this lead so let's just uh save this energy even though you know we <laughs> we had a pretty fresh squad at this point uh let's just save this energy for five minutes and just finish it so it was just um keeping control of it uh and i think in the very last second of that first part um we made make a make an error in defense uh we just it was a goal kick for us and it was just um very badly executed like no one got the ball it was just going from head to head and then uh florentino made a mistake in at her header so she lost the ball and i don't know one of them one of the vrl players got the ball and almost got it inside but it went over she, she tried to chip it but um, ivana and florentino were around her and they were uh they were distracting her as well so um that was also a bit of a heart attack because we could have conceded there, uh, you know, after wanting to finish this first part um, on a good note, you know, we just had the, the winner goal and yeah. But uh, I'll leave the rest up to you. Um, I just say that the rest rest of the game, the last 15 minutes, um, well, there was a lot, like there was, I think it, uh, there could could have been two fights breaking and like it, it was so funny at this point um everyone was uh tired and um done with it that viral were nervous because you know what they were losing so yeah just um finished off i guess yeah so immediately after we we went in lead in the in the 100th minute in the 102nd minute, we had Weir cheekily uh, making a nutmeg on, on one of the players. And that really set them off. <laughs> they, because it was called back uh, earlier and uh, Weir just cheekily made a nutmeg on one of their players. And that really angered them for some reason. And I mean, I understand why it would. But yeah, that was pretty uh, funny to see. <laughs> Uh, we are playing a sort of anti-hero role there. But yeah, uh, 105th minute, as you mentioned, a big uh, error from Claudia could have proved costly, uh, but didn't. We survived that somehow. And that is the thing, like with Claudia, she wants to be aggressive. She wants to uh, play those sort of vertical balls, but the execution at times is a little lacking, uh, which is okay. Uh, her overall performance was decent for me. She uh, did the right things a lot of times, made some mistakes too. But that is uh, part of the pa- part of the game, I think, because uh, you ha- again adding context to her playing two back-to-back games as starter is coming after a very long time of not playing any minutes of not being starter in any of the games, and that obviously plays a part in how you how match aware you are and then going on to play 120 minutes it obviously takes a toll 
so yeah it's not easy there there are nuances around that discussion as well but yeah uh, the execution from claudia florentino is at times lacking even when she uh, has played regularly for different teams and even for real madrid at times when she was given a fair bit of minutes on the pitch so there was that and we were into the last 15 minutes of the added extra time and i think this was the best sort of football we played uh, in this whole thing in the in the whole game we we saw immense fluidity we had toletti making those sort of darting runs in the in the 108th minute we had a very good chance with toletti setting up maite for a shot from the edge of the box uh she takes a shot it goes wide nothing comes off but a really slick move where toletti first moves and makes a uh, run into the box receives it quickly turns her body and sets up uh sets up maite at the edge of the box then in the 114th minute now this is this chance was i i was really really impressed with this entire move it it all stemmed from a short corner and this is what i was uh, briefly mentioning when discussing our corner routines and everything this was the perfect sort of uh amalgamation of what we were trying to do and the perfect like execution of what we were trying to do with the short corners toletti and veer take uh, are there for the short corner veer plays it to toletti we see maite uh combine for that we see toletti quickly playing it to playing it back for maite we see we are running back to receive it toletti continuing her run inside the box receiving the ball back from uh from my uh, from veer uh, a really good slick uh cutback sort of situation a pullback sort of situation pass where she's opened up her body for a cross at the far post but then pulls it back for uh toletti toletti plays the ball across the goal naikari could have almost scored there uh, very good chance but doesn't uh, capitalize on that but that that whole sequence if you can go back and watch it in the 114th minute that whole sequence is so slick and it involves those three players again veer maite and toletti we have spoken it time and time again we have spoken how having these sort of possession players can inst- just putting them on the pitch together even with no tactical instructions i say these players will be able to generate these sort of situations on a consistent basis that is how that is how capable they are that is how much difference having Uh, excellent ball players can have on a team's play and we saw that here even if it didn't result in a in a goal we again saw that in the 120th minute where we just we just like elevated to a different level in this final 15 minutes probably because villarreal had got an a bit leggy we had fresh legs we had uh, attacking players coming in the added extra time in uh, in the first half of added extra time maite and naikari both came on that completely changed the momentum we just transcended in this uh in this final uh 15 minutes in the 120th minute we could have again scored we hit the post there so 
looking at the game overall i think we could have won this game 3-1 or 4-1 uh, as well didn't happen but that is what i'm talking about like that is what team selection that is what putting the right players on the pitch that is what trying to maximize our potential in possession can do because this is what what the players are capable of doing this is what sort of players we have to be able to build a good possession structure around and that is what we are not doing and that's a bit frustrating but i don't know it is what it is if if the thing is even without tactical instructions these players can produce moments like these and that at the end of the day could be the difference in the sort of cup competitions you just put these players give them a little bit uh, 15 to 30 minutes and they'll be the game changes that you want them to be so yeah again it it would be really nice to have a possession structure where these players are utilized and maximized uh, based on their skill set but it is what it is and i think everyone should go back and look at that uh, look at that sequence of play in the 114th minute it was uh, really really impressive so yeah anything else you have to add for the final 15 minutes you can do that now or we can uh, wrap it up uh yeah a couple of quick things <laughs> just a couple of th- quick things uh actually it's actually crazy how everything that happened in the last 30 minutes like not just the last 15 minutes uh it all came from the subs like the five subs that were made it all came from them uh like uh you hear the protagonism of those five players like um all the time and they just kept the uh, momentum they kept the game moving they just brought whole new atmosphere to it so it was i mean just great vibes to be honest but yeah also that 114th minute uh there was also almost a fight breaking out because um some uh, one Vera player pushed Nikari from the back and she almost uh started a fight i've never seen her reacting like she she wasn't she's not she's not an angry person it just you, you really have to make her angry to do that so th- that was funny in my opinion uh and it was just i mean as you see like this uh, as, as you said like these last 15 minutes were just um the best minutes of the whole game and i i just want to add that i call this i mean it we can just call it football champagne um just brilliant connection between everyone like uh it's also very interesting to me how linda um connected with all of them having played only 15 minutes in the previous game uh before this one and uh, then now playing what 53 minutes in total in this one uh crazy i mean just at this point they just vibes being a natural connection you know and yeah i mean that chance in 120th minute which was literally the last moments of the game it was just it, uh, the chance started at exactly 120 minutes like 120.00 but the ref uh let it because you know it uh, the ball kept moving forwards it started with Nekari recovering the ball in our half and then moving the, uh passing it to someone uh that that ball going through our midfield very quickly to the front 
uh, where uh, Linda and Naikari were, uh, and then Linda and Naikari uh, combined in front of the box, and then uh, Linda gave it to Weir on the sides, and then um, no, no, not Weir on uh, to Feller on the right wing, and she made that cross to the near post, which you know hit the post, and nothing happened, and it's that's the whistle. So I, I mean. I just wanted to um, explain how that chance went because, you know, it was very smooth, very quick, and it was last chance of the game. And uh, it had the protagonism of all our subs. So, and I also, <laughs> I also want to add one detail, uh, one more detail. Well, in 116 and 30 seconds, uh, you can see Naikari's shoulder pass to Weir. Uh, it was also replayed a couple, uh, couple of minutes later, so it was a very nice <laughs> detail. Uh, and yeah, um, again, just like last time, uh, the last 15 minutes of the game were the best, the last 30 minutes as well, like the first 90 minutes, I can even just forget it completely and that it would be nice, like just like last game, like the last 15 minutes were good of the last game and the first 75 were not, so uh, you know, I, I see the pattern, I see the pattern, uh, I hope it doesn't repeat for much because I cannot keep living like this um just please no no just play football from the beginning please Toril let the vibes be fun from the beginning yeah that that's what I have to say uh what I have to ask of Toril so yeah uh we're through to the semifinals uh we're happy uh with who scored the winner especially and yeah great vibes so yeah let's finish it up all right so that was it uh, we have spoken about everything i i'll share a couple of uh, screen grabs from a couple of sequences that toleti played i think uh, they were really cool so yeah look out for that i i think that is about it i will i'll probably have something in store for you guys in the next uh, in the next two weeks um, so yeah that's that's that uh, a little surprise on the players that we have a little player profile so uh yeah we are into the final four of copa de la reina the remaining clubs are alhama atletico madrid athletic club and real madrid that's the final four it will be interesting and obviously it's it's a big trophy online i think the, there's no chance we win the league Obviously, we have to focus and try and bring this trophy home now. So, yeah, it will, it will be interesting to see how we cope and how we do and how we progress as a team and how we integrate uh, Linda Caicedo into the team, how we integrate uh, and come up with solutions moving forward. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And apart from that, I don't think I have anything else to add from the game yeah pretty much it so um i don't know yeah yeah i don't have anything apart from like the fact that one of the center backs from villarreal had a pretty bad game 18 year old uh number five i think she was constantly being targeted by us so that's just a 
quick note on on her she had a pretty poor game uh she was subbed off as well i think uh, irene migueles uh yeah it was a terrible game from her uh, but she's young and she was clearly targeted like as soon as the ball went to her we we used her as a, as a trigger at times olga pressed up savava pressed up we are closed down and it was it was bad she resulted in a lot of turnovers as well so yeah that's just a small little detail that i had that i thought was worth mentioning but apart from that nothing else to add as always thank you for listening and we will be back again for the next game until then ala madrid ala madrid sports social podcast network